On this episode of the Popcorn Diet, we're wrapping up, allegedly wrapping up, the alleged end of an era more than 65 million years in the making. That's right. We saw Jurassic World Dominion. Get your popcorn ready. Come back. I always come back. have to go bigger. Welcome all you good movie buddies to the Popcorn Diet, a podcast for those who live on a steady diet of movie theater popcorn and other delicious movie snacks. As always, my name is Rick Williamson, your very best good movie buddy. And joining us as usual is our other good movie buddy, the Canadian machine, Mr. David Melhorn. David, how you doing today? Doing great. You know, another uh, another week of, of movies being back. There's even later showtimes now. I can go see it at my my beloved 11 p.m. slot where no one's in the theater. I'm, uh, it's, it's fun to see movies back fully. I mean, Top Gun did it. Jurassic World this year like the big franchises are back and things of that nature. So it's definitely, we had actually, I should t- tell a funny story real quickly. Um, good friend of the podcast, my mom, Cindy Williamson, uh, bought the tickets to a wrong showing and was, was, was very upset. And she wasn't the only one, the theater that we went to apparently was having um, issues with the way their ticketing system was set up. But we were we were scrolling through looking for show times like when can we go where can we go and everything was sold out and it's like that was one of those moments where you're like oh yeah everybody is seeing this movie but fortunately i want to give a shout out to uh, regal cinemas and gilbert they had three seats in a row not in the first two front rows and so we managed to make a pretty nice dinner and a movie out of it all um, my obviously I went and saw it with my mom went and saw it with my brother-in-law another good friend of the podcast Matt Theodosis um, but yeah I, I, it's, it was it was stressful at the time but it was also kind of like oh yeah this is one of those big movies that everybody's seen and that's weirdly like comforting you know what I mean that's right, that's right. Um, yeah I got uh, some potential uh, potential to be a Back in that billion category, the way it's uh, trending, there's a good chance. Yeah, it looks like it looks like it'll be the first billion dollar. I mean, we'll see, you know, uh, the way that things work again, the world is different nowadays. Right. So, for example, Dr. Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is going to be on Disney Plus in 10 days. There's not that like six month window that you used to have to wait to be able to watch things anymore. And so not only does that mean things are in theaters less and people maybe there might not be that repeat business over and over and over again, but also it means that, oh, people will still be distracted. I mean, we got that coming out in 10 days. We have Spiderhead, which we'll talk about Spider. I'm sure we'll talk about Spiderhead, despite its weird lack of, of marketing. 
Um, Tom, Tom Cruise and Top Gun is really showing the legs. You know, that movie, I think, is pulling in another 50 million this weekend. So Top Gun really is like the people pleaser. It's the crowd pleaser. And even though I really, really enjoy Jurassic World Dominion, of which we will talk about in a little bit, I'm not I'm a realist and I I doubt that it will have the same legs that Top Gun Maverick will. I doubt that it will have the 30 percent drop from weekend one to weekend two that te- that Top Gun managed to hold because that's like an all time low drop. Um, but I love that the movies are back. I love it. I'm excited for it. And what I mean, I, we might just keep saying that. The movies are back. Ah, Dr. Strange is here. The movies are back. Top Gun. Movies are back. Jurassic World. Movies are back. But damn it, we had two weird years of at least me being terrified of whether or not movies are going to come back again. And so I'm glad that it's happening. And I'm glad that we get to talk about another Jurassic Park movie. I mean, we've been doing this podcast long enough that you can go back and listen to our Fallen Kingdom episode. Um, but, and so I don't know that Jurassic Park needs any introduction, David, we have talked about it. It is literally the movie that made me love movies. It is one of my favorite movies of all time. I have a freaking tattoo of the T-Rex skull on my arm. That should tell you everything to know about Jurassic Park. What about you? How, how are you with Jurassic Park with its sequels? You know, I I won't get into the Jurassic World trilogy yet, but it's hard to argue that Jurassic Park isn't one of the most important movies in our lives, maybe ever. Yeah, I I mean, I love the Jurassic Park movies, especially um, the first three. I haven't been as big into the Jurassic Worlds, not because I haven't been into the idea of continuing to have Jurassic Park movies just the direction that we've gone since Jurassic World <laughs> for me and we'll we'll talk about it a lot in relation to this movie and, and I had a few more nitpicks than what than what you did which I'm sure we'll get into plenty more but <laughs> I'm sure I uh you know when it comes to the first movie especially like it's one of those all-timers for me it's one that I can revisit over and over again I can turn on at any point in the movie um the second movie similar in that sense but i don't love it as much as the first third i'm actually a bigger fan than i think you are of the third um and then all the jurassic world ones have all been eh for me like i've been they've been great popcorn movies but they are not they i have zero reverence for them like i do probably the first and maybe the second movies yeah i mean So let's talk about the Jurassic World trilogy for a little bit, because, you know, I'm the same like Jurassic Park is one of the best movies ever made. I think Jurassic I think the Lost World is maybe at the point of where it's underrated again. Um, Jurassic Park three is again, it's fine. It's it's not as good as those other two. It is my least favorite of all six of the movies, Um, but it's still got dinosaurs eating people like I can't be that mad about it. And then I've actually really liked where the Jurassic World trilogy has gone. I really liked, obviously, the idea of going into an open theme park. I don't know what it is. I I don't know. I literally, I don't know what it is. I don't know why. But, like, if you make a number one, I love theme parks. You love theme parks. Big theme park fans over here, right? Number two, 
there is something about movies that are set in like a controlled environment, a theme park or whatever, and then things run amok or go bad that I just really like. I don't know why. So the whole idea of Jurassic World existing, being able to see this functioning theme park and then watch it all go to hell, incredibly exciting for me. And then getting out of it and and doing some different things with it, getting the dinosaurs off the island, putting them into the world, taking these big steps forward because, and we, you know, we could say more about this as well, but the Jurassic Park movies are basically like King Kong movies where in order for them to exist, people still have to keep going back to the island. And maybe you should just not go back to the island. Like, hey guys, got a crazy idea. Maybe we don't go back to Dinosaur Island. Maybe we just don't do that. Um, and so obviously with these Jurassic World movies coming out, they have expanded beyond that. Whether or not they've done it in quality filmmaking is up for debate, obviously, film being subjective. But I have personally dug that. You, I remember on Fallen Kingdom, said you weren't as big of a fan of that. Yeah, you know, I think what worked was to your point like that's why I, I actually didn't mind my favorite of the second trilogy is the first one because like you I enjoy going to the theme park I love kind of the next evolution of what that park was from the first one because we kind of had in the first trilogy you had this park that was going to open you had the next one which was there was a second site you know and kind mm-hmm. of revisiting and then he had the third one where people kind of Which just like stumbled, stumbled onto it. Yeah, don't go to Dinosaur thing. Island. They didn't stumble. They purposefully went to Dinosaur but Island. The, well, but the way they ended up in Dinosaur Island, they fully stumbled there. Yes, yes. They Because plane crash, right? If I remember well, right. Well, the dinosaurs helped. Yeah, they, the, the yeah. dinosaur helped crash the plane. Yes. So, again... Everything kept bringing us back to that island or those islands. Obviously, I know we had T-Rex in San Diego mm-hmm. um, in in the second one. But um, whereas in World, we had the first movie set all on that island. The second movie, we were there briefly, but it was more spent away. It was dino auction night. And then the third <laughs> one, we don't even go to that original place. And so... Um, granted the name of the movies is Jurassic World so we're we're talking on a the name itself says we're getting away from the park in that sense and so um, I think that makes sense but I think it loses some of its feel as well as I think just some of the ways and we'll get into this as we start talking more specifics in the movie but I think we also got away from kind of the way that we treated these dinosaurs and in some of the suspense and some of the, um, you know, interactions and those types of things. And it became a little bit mightied with like all the people things going on. Um, and we got really into kind of all our characters, whether it be Chris Pratt's character or Bryce Dallas Howard's character. Um, all of those kind of started to lead us further away from this is about dinosaurs to this is about people and 
you know, I'm just more, if I'm going to see a dinosaur movie, I want to see it be more about the dinosaurs. That's fair. That's fair because that's what I love. I love the dinosaur movies and things like that. I like that. So to me, and again, we'll get into our non-spoiler thoughts in just a second. To me, why I like Jurassic World trilogy, maybe a little bit more than you do, is that it does stay true to that kind of, that techno societal thriller that Michael Crichton was known for, you know, uh, and I, I read the Jurassic park book. I read the lost world book back when I was a kid, I had the paper cover. I had all of that. And that's what the one issue, one of the biggest issues with Jurassic park three is that it doesn't have any of that. It's just straight up a dinosaur adventure movie, which is perfectly fine. Again, no major issue with that. But there's a deeper layer to some of the questions and some of the challenges in that original Jurassic Park of, you know, our use of science to affect nature and, and things like that. And the whole idea of cloning is something that I remember, I mean, going back all the way to Dolly, the, Dolly the sheep, like people tripping out about cloning and they the world kind of opened it up a little bit more into the corporate side of things, you know, the idea of owning assets, the idea of property, the idea of um, what happens when that goes unchecked, things like that, that I, I really wound up enjoying. So, and, and like you said, there's dinosaurs. As long as there's dinosaurs that look good, that are eating people, I'm, I'm, I'm not the most subjective person to talk about Jurassic Park. Because give me a, give me a movie where dinosaurs are eating people, I'm gonna be very happy. And where where it looks good, you know what I mean? Not like a Velocipaster or something like that, which is so bad that it's good. But I'm talking a movie where people are at the top of their game. You know, the cinematography is amazing, the animatronics, the special effects are really good. That kind of stuff is really uh, is is really what brings me in. So, with all that being said, with all that talk about Jurassic Park and Jurassic World, let's talk non spoilers here, David. Straight up. How'd you like the movie? Oh man, that's that's complicated. It uh, so first and foremost, it was a great popcorn movie. I would I don't regret going seeing it at all. I was happy to spend my money on it. Was happy to spend the time with it. It was what summer movies are to me in the sense that it's a great escape. It wasn't too deep, you know, all that good stuff. You know, as far as dinosaur movies go, you know, it's always fun to kind of live in that world. That being said, for me, this was probably like the one I walked away out of all the movies having the most like issues, like feeling like not only was there plot issues to me that I that I had issues with that we'll talk about in spoilers where some things didn't track. I thought the the lines, the writing of the actual lines were there was a lot of kind of corniness kind of in there that I don't remember necessarily from previous ones. Um, I thought also we kind of like without getting into spoilers, it felt like at times like we just made the characters go somewhere or do something just so we could bring another dinosaur into the mix um okay. not because it necessarily 
made sense <laughs> or logic, but we want to show another dinosaur. Or we want another dinosaur interaction. So we're going to, we're going to kind of push them this way. And so there was times where I'm like, I feel like, I feel like there was a really good movie here. Like there was a, the, the foundation was laid for a really good movie and it felt like maybe to yourself, <laughs> to your point, the themes, one of the themes of this franchise in the last three movies about corporations and greed and things like that. Maybe we were trying to sell a few too many toys. So, you know, few too many action figures and dinosaurs and things like that, because it felt like we went a little overboard in some areas when we could have kept it a little bit simpler. And I think it would have been a better movie, but I enjoyed my time with it. It's probably my least favorite of the six, but again, I, I enjoyed it. And if people like going to Jurassic Park movies, I think you'll still enjoy it. But I think your mileage will vary as far as where it ranks on your. I think it'll be towards the bottom for most people. I'm not so sure if even Jurassic Park fans. I've been on the Jurassic Park subreddit, man, and it is it is the Wild West out there right now. There is there are literally dueling factions of like, hey, I really had a great time with this movie and we should celebrate that. And the other side being like, this movie is actual literal trash and I'm furious. Well, and, and I think while I'm thinking of it, too, I think the way that I phrased it to you when I first started talking to you about it was it felt like I, I don't know if I sent this to you, but it felt like a greatest hits album. Yeah, in the something like that. that it uh, it felt like it went out of its way to pay tributes to things that it did in previous movies, whether it be like we're going to give you a throwback to an iconic shot from one of the franchises, or we're going to play up one of these returning characters to say a line like they're in the original franchise or, you know, all those types of things. Like it felt a little forced at times to like, we really want to show this and do this tribute to the original franchise or the original movie. So like, we're going to go out of our way to, to show this. And again, I think how you look at that, like for everybody will vary. Like some Jurassic park fans are going to love all the Easter eggs and the callbacks to the original movie. Cause there's tons of them in there. Yes. Um, and some people are going to feel like, we get it. Like <laughs> this is, we want to pay tribute to the original movie. We got, you know, a lot of the original actors back in here. Like we get it. Like we don't need to like have all these little things in there. Um, it felt a little much for me at times, but again, like I think how you view doing those types of things, um, some people are going to be like, Oh, that's rad that they did that. And other people are going to be like, all right, <laughs> Can we just move through this movie? Yeah, I uh, I mean, I loved it. I had a blast with it. I re we'll, we'll do our Jurassic rankings at the end of the non-spoiler um, section, but I have my rankings. This is squarely in the middle. Um, it feels like the middle gets really jumbled up here, um, but I, I really liked. So number one, I don't think that there are quote unquote that many locations, 
I do think it takes a while to get going with the dinosaur action because you kind of have to establish where everybody is at in their lives right now. So for example, there's all that time up in the, you know, Pacific mountains with, with Owen and Claire and all that, there's that happening. And then we got to, we got to see what Ellie's up to and her little mission. And she's got to go and loop Allen in. And so initially there's a lot of bouncing around, but once we get to Malta, there's really only two locations. It's Malta. And then, everybody's bombing around in the Dolomite mountains of Italy. And I think in that beginning, that's where the movie kind of struggles to pick up a little bit. Um, but I love the fact that, and, and again, like I can see two sides to this argument. I love the fact that they made an effort to put as many different dinosaurs in this movie as possible. I think that that is really cool and whether whether or not that be about making toys which i mean again we could talk about the dangers of of capitalism as discussed in this movie itself but i i thought that was cool i thought it was cool seeing because to me the jurassic movies that is the closest thing you're gonna get to seeing a real dinosaur right like that is the they are depicted in the best possible way right so to see different dinosaurs that either we haven't seen before or that we haven't seen for a while come back. I was into it. Now the argument can be made that that makes them less impactful, right? The whole reason that the velociraptors in Jurassic park were as dangerous and they were and as scary as an iconic, as iconic as they were is because it opened with them doing a scary, dangerous thing. It reminded you they're very scary and dangerous in the beginning, and then it let them loose at the end. It's like a really freaking good storytelling. And this doesn't have that. So I get that. Um, did you? I don't think you believe that this is the end of the franchise, right? I certainly don't. I think it's making too much money for it to be the end. That being said, I think there'll be a big... And, well, there's two reasons why I would lean towards not over. One, it's going to make it close to a million dollars, even though these are really expensive to make. That's still going to be plenty of profit. Um, and that's not counting all the stuff they'll sell because this is one of those movies that sells a lot of stuff. Right. Um, so I think in this day and age, it'll be really hard to walk away from it. I do think there's going to be a... Like, you go from here um you know and i think there's plenty of options if you just want to you know go post this you know you, but you've had some key names say they're not like this is it for them sure um so if you're going to try to get them back you know i think chris Pratt probably the only name you probably have to i mean it'd be nice to have Bryce Dallas Howard, right? Am I? I'm saying. I honestly don't know if you need to bring any of them back. I mean, well, and that's what I'm saying is I don't know if you need to. I think obviously to sell it be great. Um, I think they're just at a crossroads where they have to decide, like, do we want to keep trying to tie this all together, or do we just want to like remove ourselves from always having to reference like the original island and the original people and you know you know do we need can we finally not have dr Wu in a movie you know like stuff like that like um i think i think the answer is you need to move away from that 
Um, sure. And you need to you need to start fresh with characters um, because I think they've bled this kind of character line kind of bone dry as far as like what you can milk out of it. I'm sure they could still make something that wouldn't be fantastic that would make $800 million. But I mean, if you really want to like evolve this and keep this going, I think now is the time to kind of reset again, kind of like they did with world, but even with world, they wanted to go back. Like the storylines in the end were still all connected to the original ones. Like, right. It makes it seem when you first come back to it and we got world after a number of years since the third, it seemed like we were back. We were on a fresh storyline, but by the end of it, we were just back to where we were in the first trilogy in a lot of ways to me. So I think if you're going to continue it, I think you start fresh that dinosaurs are in this world and you can go from there. Um, But I mean, it would be really hard for me for a studio like universal to not see them. This is one of their biggest properties, like franchises, like exactly. You're going to keep milking it. So I could see it being a longer wait than what we've seen maybe between each of them. mm -hmm. Because again, I think you're going to have to kind of press a little bit of a reset because you really treated this like the end of an era, the way that you did this movie. Then they marketed it the way they marketed it. Mm -hmm. And so I think you're going to have to do a little bit of a reset, which may take longer or maybe they already have it planned. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I mean, and, and, you know, you can't really talk spoilers all that much and maybe we can get a little bit more into it, but universal has been doing some really good stuff with like their horror properties. And like, rather than doing the whole dark universe, I actually think they might've learned a lot from Tom Cruise's the mummy movie, which is that not everything needs to cost $150 million. And then they might've learned even more from their invisible man film. Um, that Lee Wanell made with Elizabeth Moss, like a movie that cost them like $12 million and made like 80 or something like that. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. Obviously, it would be stupid to go back to the whole park aspect of it. But, you know, the fact that it is world, the fact that is it is about dinosaurs living in this world now, that does open up a huge realm of possibilities. Um, now, I could see them go. I could see them going like uh, like X-Men style where they're like, <laughs> You get some new uh, politician who's like dinosaurs were extinct at one time. Like that's what they need to be again or something like that. And like a whole initiative around like getting rid of the dinosaurs or like putting them back into a park or an island or something like that. And like getting them out of the free world or something. Sure. Sure. How did you like the, uh, how did you like the action sequences in this movie? Because one of the, I mean, again, I have read certain criticisms that are like, oh, this is just like a Jason Bourne movie, but with dinosaurs. And they say that as if it's a bad thing. And I did not find that to be a bad thing at all. I thought it was a feature, not a bug. I actually thought the idea was really cool that like, Okay, there are so many dinosaurs out there. I I just like the fact that they're like we got a specific dinosaur for a specific sequence. And I'm I was I'm into it, you know. We 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 got them dealing with the pyroraptor. We got them racing from the atrociraptors in Malta. We and all of these things again, all these things are in the trailer. Um 
you know, there are some other dinosaurs that show up later on that I was really like thought it was really cool and and really interesting the way that they utilize those. Yeah, I think the action for me, I think the action was good and I enjoyed it. I think there's nitpicks that I have in the execution, like visually and like from like set pieces and those types of things. I think they're all great. I think it's the the writing and some of the things that actually happen in them that I could get nitpicky about like, you know, and it's, it's always weird to be nitpicky about like the realism of something that happens in a movie about dinosaurs yes. being back on earth and modifying DNA and, and all sorts of things like that. Like it's weird to be like, that wasn't realistic. That being said, I think one of the things that was so amazing about Jurassic Park when we first got it, was how real it felt like granted none of us were alive when the dinosaurs were around but they told you a story they identified what you know the danger of dinosaurs and how much they were to be respected and feared and things like that and then when things went wrong like to your point with the velociraptors too even in like the sense that like they gave you a reason to fear them and i feel like in this movie, some of the dinosaurs, it felt like they've taken away some of the like danger aspect of them. Like mm -hmm. because they're everywhere and because people interact with them, it made dinosaurs were less scary to me in this movie. A um, couple of scenes were not. I mean, a couple of scenes were callbacks to what we used to, but like I think in a number of the scenes, because they were just everywhere and people were used to it people didn't act with the same fear of dinosaurs that they did in the original franchise and so um i think that's where it felt a little weird to me in addition to again we'll get into this in spoilers i got plenty of notes for for things i had issues with as far as like you're telling me this is gonna happen or that's gonna happen um which are more in in fun lighthearted because again i recognize i'm watching a a dinosaur movie yes exactly i and again i was into it um there are plenty of nitpicks in which you know we will probably get to in spoilers and whatnot i guess and and it's not to say i am without nitpicks to be frank this i had two i mean again two not insignificant nitpicks for me where i i would have liked to have heard more of the original themes integrated into the score by Michael Giacchino, which I think is a good score. I think there's a couple of tracks that I've been really listening to, like the end of that Malta chase is just really good. Like a, a really fun piece of music, but I could have used more of the return of the triumphant theme, the themes that were layered in, they were layered in really subtle and I, and that's what they were going for. And I got to appreciate that but I would have liked to have heard more of the original John Williams theme. And then honestly, I would have liked to see more gnarly kills. Like the one thing I yeah. think this movie, the one thing I think this movie is lacking is a signature kill is a kill that you remember, or that is, you know, part of the montage of like kills and things like that. This movie has a like, for dinosaurs being all out in the world and for it supposedly being like, oh, it's messing up the world and whatever, to your credit, 
it made them less scarier. To me, it made them just seem more like animals rather than monsters, right? Like they're they're out in the world now. So there's gonna be triceratops in the plains. There's gonna be, you know, a carnivore here or there, you know, just like there are bears and mountain lions and stuff like that. But I I would have liked to have seen maybe a, a, a dismembered limb or two. I would have liked to have seen there's there's almost no blood in this movie. There's one kill that's pretty good that still was kind of bloodless, in my opinion. Um, but that those are my two biggest nitpicks. Other than that, like, again, had a really good time with it. Give me more movies with dinosaurs in it. Give me more. I'm, I'm here. I'm a sucker for it. Uh, all of the little nitpick and stuff like that. Like, I didn't mind. The, the two different plots of the OG crew and then the, you know, the Jurassic World crew, you know, I thought that those, for the most part, again, from a high level view, they tracked for me a little bit, you know, they, they made sense to me. I'm like, okay, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. I'll buy that. Um, what was your, what, if you had to pick out of the, out of the, all the dinosaurs in the movie, what was your favorite dinosaur? Favorite dinosaur. Even if you can't think of the name, because I got a whole list of names and it is a long list of names. Yeah, it's hard without uh mine uh mine is is in uh I'll go with the one that I, I can't talk about, but it's uh it's it's probably in my opinion the scariest scene of the movie. Um and was the one scene that made me legit jump um, at one point. But uh, Is it I'll talk the... about it in spoilers. Okay. It's in the okay. caves. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 Good. We're on the same page there. Um, my, I mean, my favorite's Dilophosaurus. I love seeing my Dilophosaurus guys come back. I thought um, I'm a little torn because the first sequence that, that they're in was I really enjoyed Second sequence that they're in, I have notes for, um, but I, that is still my favorite dinosaur. That is still easily my favorite dinosaur. Um, I was happy I, to see them back. For sure. I love seeing them back. I really liked, you know, I really liked the way they used some of the OG dinosaurs. I liked the way that they used the T-Rex in this film. I liked the way that they used blue in this film, even though they're not in it a ton. So let's wrap this up. We're going to get into spoilers. We got to get into our rankings, but rank your Jurassic six. All right. Jurassic Park. Last world. Jurassic world. Okay. Jurassic Park three. And these last two, man, these are like, these are like a tie for fifth. I'm, I'm copping out for sake of, time and going a tie between uh, these last two. Okay. Maybe right. slight, maybe slight edge to this movie over the last one to dominion over fallen kingdom. Yeah. Okay. Slight edge. Okay. I obviously I have Jurassic park at number one. I have Jurassic world at number two. Wow. I have the lost world slightly ahead of dominion at three but I do have Lost World at three, Dominion at four. And then Fallen Kingdom is close to Dominion at five. And then way down at the bottom is Jurassic Park three at six for me. 
I've you're just still bitter that they just called it Jurassic Park three. I hope that's yeah, true. It does make it look stick like it does stick out like a sore thumb <laughs> when there's six of them. Now it sticks out so much, but I have a lot of issues with that movie that we don't have the time to go into. Uh, I would just, I just maybe maybe when maybe when it's a slow movie week, we'll do a Jurassic Park three podcast. No, because here's the thing. I still love that movie. Right. And and I would rather I would rather say I would rather be thankful that we got Jurassic Park three. And not focus on the nitpicks. Because that movie still gives us a few banger action sequences, the Spinosaurus attack in the river during the rain. The entire mm-hmm. aviators, the entire aviary sequence, like those are good sequences. Um, but yeah, it's just it's not that high in my opinion. So obviously we're going to talk spoilers. Obviously, I want to give you an opportunity to rail on all of the different nitpicks that you have. I got a uh, list. Yeah, you got a list. Um, but before we do that, we, we got to give our popcorn ratings for Jurassic World Dominion. What's that noise? Popcorn. You making popcorn? Uh-huh. Now, if you've never heard an episode of the podcast before, we don't give our ratings like thumbs up or stars. We give a little bit differently. We have our popcorn ratings. Burnt popcorn means a movie is trash. Do not waste your time. Do not spend your money. Even if it's free, it is not good for you. Stale popcorn means it's not great. It's stale popcorn. If you are in a pinch and you don't have to pay money for it, then fine. But otherwise, you're going to have a bad time. Microwave popcorn is right there in the middle. It is perfectly fine. Your mileage may vary. Some people might not like it. Some people might really like it. Just like microwave popcorn. Movie theater popcorn means you should go see this movie in a movie theater. It is worth your time. It is worth going and taking the time out of your day and going to see it in a movie theater. And then perfect popcorn is go see it immediately. Stop the podcast. Go watch it on the biggest screen possible as soon as you can. David, what is your... Popcorn rating for Jurassic World Dominion. I'm gonna make up. A, I'm gonna make up a new rating just for this. Oh God! <laughs> oh God! I don't like this. <laughs> I'm going movie theater popcorn on a gift card. <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> the wor- here's the I worst part. Worry, the worst part is I know exactly what you mean. So I want to give it because I feel like this is a movie that needs to be seen on the big screen because it's a Jurassic world. It's a Jurassic movie. It's a, it's a dinosaur movie. You got to see this on a big screen. Yeah. It's a great popcorn movie. You need to eat popcorn while you watch this movie or some kind of delicious snack. That being said, I feel like I can't put it on the same level as many of the other popcorn movies I had. So that's why I fully believe in this movie being a popcorn, go to the theater, watch it in the theater movie. If you like movies and especially if you like Jurassic Park movies, but it'd be a good one to use the gift card on. It would be a good one to use the gift card on. (laughs) I don't know if I want that to be a a regular. uh, No, it won't be a regular. It's a special one just for this. I I do. I do understand. And I know. And the weird thing is, is that we know ourselves. I, at least I know you well enough to know exactly what you meant. The second you said it Um, for me, it is straight movie theater popcorn. Like I I think again, um, especially when you look at some of the other bigger blockbusters that have come out in recent years, if you go like, I keep thinking about like, 
<laughs> I keep thinking about like let there be carnage, for example. And just like sure. like let there be carnage made was the number three highest grossing movie of 2021. Now, granted, that it made almost as much as Jurassic World just made in its entire opening weekend. It was like so that's one thing. But like this is a better movie than that. I would argue that this is a better yes, movie. I agree. I would argue that this is a better movie than the last Fast and Furious movie. I would argue that this is a better movie than the last Ghostbusters movie. I would argue that this is a better movie than maybe the last couple of Marvel movies that have come out. Not without its, it's maybe a a couple, a couple. I'm not saying all of them. Um, If you real, real quick question to give people perspective, because this is probably a real life scenario for some people that don't get to go to the theaters as much. If you've got one movie you can see, or give me your order between Top Gun, Doctor Strange, and Jurassic Park, as far as if you haven't seen any of them, what order would you go and see them? That's an excellent question. Top Gun is is the top. Go see Top Gun. Go see it on IMAX. Go go see mm-hmm. why. Go see an, a a two and a half hour commercial for why we don't have universal health care. Go <laughs> go. It's amazing. Top Gun Top Gun Maverick's amazing. It's incredible. I honestly think Top Gun Maverick should be nominated for Best Picture. Like it should be the Mad Max of this year. The Fury Road, like it, and it might be like it is leaps and bounds better. Doctor Strange and this one are a close tie. And the funny thing is, is that Doctor Strange is really interesting because it does different things than what the MCU has done before. And Jurassic World is doing different things, but a lot of it is riding on nostalgia. So they're they're two different versions of 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 that thing. Um I would see go I would go see Jurassic World again before I saw Doctor Strange again. That would that's, that would be my pick. That's just that's just you. You've got a d- dinosaur tattooed on your it, arm. It's so. true. Again, it must be said. I have branded myself for life with the dinosaur from the movie, so that true. shouldn't come as as, a, as much of a shock. All right, true. let's get ready to talk spoilers. But before we do, we are going to take a very quick break. What's up, good movie buddies? Before we continue, I want to remind everyone that you can get free episodes of The Popcorn Diet delivered to you just by hitting the subscribe button or following us wherever you're listening from. So take a second, hit the button, give us a rating, write us a review, share us with the other good movie buddies out there. We also want to remind you to check us out on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash the popcorn diet and consider Becoming a patron of this little independent movie podcast filled with love. Not only is it going to help us improve the podcast, keep the podcast going, but it's also going to give you exclusive patron-only access to things like early episodes, franchise refills episodes, and more. So check that out by going to patreon.com slash the popcorn diet. Of course, we don't want you to forget that you can also follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram at the Popcorn Diet. And last but certainly not least, you can find all of our latest regular episodes, articles, and more on our website, popcorndietpodcast.com. Let's get back to it. All right, we're back. Full spoilers, David. Now, I don't want to, man, I don't know how I want to do this. Um, when we had Brian, I mean, the fun part about spoilers last week, we had Brian McLaughlin on to talk Top Gun Maverick. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, you absolutely should have. And we just basically went through the entire movie start to finish. I don't know yeah. if we necessarily want to do that here. Um, but like, I don't know, man. I uh, why don't we go through some of your nitpicks? And 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 like I said, like well, 
my two nitpicks are there there weren't enough violent dinosaur deaths like Delacorte, who I appreciate Chris Pratt telling it, calling him a real shit heel. Like that's a f- real great insult. Him getting like eaten by several tiny dinosaurs was was really fun in concept. And the fact that his arm was getting munched on like that made me go, ooh. Um, but like Dodson at the end, I, I could have used a little bit more. Um, and those are literally the only two mem- like deaths in the movie. Everybody else is a side character or like a random civilian who got eaten by like a Allosaurus, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, like those that's my that's my biggest nitpick. I wish more people would have gotten eaten and I wish it would have been more violent. Like the fun part about Jurassic Park is that it either straight up showed you people get eaten on screen or it subtly like hid them like behind things, you know, like whether it be like, you know, Samuel Jackson's severed arm or whether it be Nedry in the Jeep getting attacked and you only see him getting attacked in the Jeep or be Muldoon covered by the ferns as the Raptor is attacking them. Like this didn't have that. It was mostly just cut to cut to, you know, off screen. Uh, eh, I, I don't really like that. So poor, that's my, that's, that's my poor Eddie, thing. poor Eddie, freaking Eddie straight up. I, and again, I know Fallen Kingdom is fairly low on our list, but the Lost World is mean and people get shredded in that movie. And Fallen Kingdom is also mean, like people get torn apart in that movie. And I love it. Like there are multiple ri- eaten, ripped off limbs. That's what happens when you play with dinosaurs and it should be the case in a dinosaur movie. It's true. I mean, I, and here's the thing. I went through your list and um, I didn't make, I didn't make rebuttals to each of these. Okay. <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't have rebuttals for some of them. Um, you have, you have major issues with the hyperloop, which, which a lot of people have major issues with the hyperloop. Because apparently it does not not just this hyperloop in this movie, but like the whole concept of a hyperloop. Uh, well, I think I think the overarching thing of my critiques are are based in the fact that like I understand what they were going for, but then like the execution of it, it felt like lazy, and there was things that like jumped out to me of like, well, that doesn't make any sense, like. <laughs> So I'll just go down my list and I, and I'm going to, I'm going to pass through some of these quicker than others because it should before you shouldn't be go ahead before you get too far. It should be. I, I do think it's important to note that there are a lot of things in every single Jurassic park movie that if you really think about it, don't make a lot of sense. Absolutely. And, and like, again, the lost world, like, why would you only send a small crew? Like, why would you do this? Why would you do that? Why, like, like, why would you bring the T-Rex back to the trailer? I don't know, but it gave us maybe the second best action sequence in the entire trilogy. Uh, Absolutely. So this is this is a to quote Ian Malcolm in in the Lost World. Um, like this is the worst idea in the long sad history of bad ideas. This whole Absolutely. this whole saga is filled with people who who make bad decisions so with all that being said you do have a list absolutely that's right all right so it's to prepare people it's it's 13 long but like i said i'm gonna i'm gonna speed through some of these okay so 
there's no real specific order. They were just as they came to my mind. So sure. hopefully this isn't too, too terrible of podcasting. And some of them uh, are like, like you have a, you have a bit about like woo looking different. Like I got to watch it again. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so the hyperloop we'll start, we'll start there. Cause you already mentioned it. Yes. It seems weird to me that you would choose to do your math transit. Like this is what from, from all appearances gets people from the airport to the home base area it was the evacuation way for people like this seemed to be a major like linchpin to the success of your kind of it wasn't a park but place that you created here your whole operation and yet for some reason we have openings to caves with dinosaurs and it's very easy for them to get in to these tracks apparently Yes. when we're talking about dinosaurs like if this hyperloop which looked like a relatively small you know subway like thing if there's a dinosaur on the track it also seemed fully automated there's a dinosaur on the track like it's causing a major issue and it's basically a tube so it doesn't look like it's the easiest thing to like get to right and so why wouldn't you just seal the whole tube up why have exits to the scariest part of the movie which was that cave area when you've got a uh, alan grant and the three of that it was three of them right was there three or four yes there? it was three of them it was Maisie, alan grant and and ellie yeah and they were going through there and legit when the even though i knew there was a dinosaur in there but when it popped out when grant's up on the top and he turns to look in yeah it jumps like that, that one got me to legit jump, I think. Um, the, the fact that we got Demetrodons, which are four-legged yeah. dinosaurs with the big sails on their back, awesome. Yep. Love it. Absolutely. Now, I didn't take the time to look up whether Demetrodons are actual carnivores or not. They are. Uh, they are. They they're are, gnar- okay. they're gnarly-looking, like, giant Komodo dragons bastards. I also didn't look whether they traditionally lived in caves, but usually Jurassic Park is good about you know keeping their behaviors in right. line with what they actually or what we believe obviously no one knows for sure because no well, one's here and and remember so number one the hyperloop comes up a couple times which is the hyperloop drops them off at the caves but remember those were the amber mines originally so there's yeah there needs to be a hyperloop stop there because we got to get workers to and from the mines why they didn't close that up or why it wasn't shut down or locked down who that's a slight security oversight but again some kind of like gate that like blocks dinosaurs from getting on the tracks might be smart right also i don't know how and this is just because we're already on the hyperloop when we get the the kill of uh what's his name dodson steve jobs um no he's more tim cook than anything that's true tim cook they well i'm saying look wise the look they're going to some degree yeah, he's looks, uh, he's your Steve, in that line of Silicon Valley. Uh, exactly. Elite. Steve Jobs, Tim Cook, uh, Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg all rolled into one guy. Yes. But, but yeah, anyways, the Dilophosaurus um, are just there. How did how? Yeah, did they, I don't know. I, I get the one that's I get the one that's following him because it apparently somehow can sneak through those tubes just as easily as he can. Sure. So I get that one, but how there's one standing behind him causes me a little bit of worry 
about how there hasn't been more incidents on this hyperloop <laughs> if it's that easy for a dinosaur to get in there now like, now like, i will say at that point everything had gone to hell so like my sure. my theory was that like all the doors Security that open systems and all that sure yeah sure. exactly it'd be the same thing as like how are the raptors you know uh, the door locks like the, they can they can sure. get anywhere if the doors aren't locked, which they weren't, the dinosaurs can get anywhere. I would have liked to have seen some. I would have liked to seen Dodson get shredded a little more, though, too. Yep. Yep. Um, the ADS, it seemed like it's the air. Def- that's wrote- the air defense system. Yeah. It seemed like something that we wrote into this story specifically for certain plot lines in here so whether it be this is how they're going to end up crashing because we have this system that allows planes to land just fine normally but they're going to be like screw it let's straight up murder the people on this plane and let the dinosaurs go to town on their plane and also apparently sucks up more power than anything because they have to shut down all the power in the entire thing to get it back going. And I get it. Some of the other power had been injured. They or damaged. They said all that good stuff, but I also don't know like what kind of system could keep dinosaurs out of the air. You know, it was, right. it was one of those, like, just, just go with it type of thing. It could like, have been. So here's what I yes. thought. I thought yes. it, I thought it was some, and I thought they had mentioned it, but I could be wrong, but I thought it was some type of like hypersonic thing because they all had chips sure. in their heads. Like they could all move and migrate them in some way, shape or form. Sure. So I basically thought it was like a, a shot collar thing. And yeah. And again, That's like what I was going with, like you said, like it doesn't seem like a great system when it needs all of the power. Then yeah. again, it was all of the power that they had access to at the time, right? Sure. It was a fully functioning system. It would have been fine. And um, then when we're trying to turn off the power for to route it to the ADS, right? Why would you have an off switch if the off switch then just triggers the backup system immediately? Seems weird, but I my theory is we just wanted to let a couple of the women in the story look like badasses, which they had already looked like that in swing other an axe and swing an axe and and chop that. Yeah, I uh, I think. And again, it's funny because this feels like a like a call and answer, like a rebuttal. Yeah, because like I acknowledge that it was not an issue for me because sure. automated systems are foobar. And as you and I work in technology and we know that sometimes when we want something to happen, something that we didn't want to happen will happen anyway. So it makes sense that there would be a security, you know, system in place or or some type of system in place that wouldn't let you shut everything down because that would be bad normally. Um, yeah. So I was fine with it. <laughs> and, and, I, and I get that. So I'm going to I'm going to eliminate a couple of these. But some of those things are like, my- like to your point, like when they're, they swing the axe, which is cool, but then they're like, oh, that felt good. I was like, OK, guys, let's <laughs> yeah. chill out. There's some. There's some cheesiness in there. Probably my biggest beef was the whole locust thing. Okay. And and explain to me what your read was on this. Because okay. at first, when we first were introduced to the locust, I thought, okay, they specifically chose locusts because they wanted the money from their crops not being damaged 
by these locusts. So like great, great plot thing. Like exactly you know, that's a e- evil genius type of thing. We're gonna release all these locusts and we're gonna be the only people with the cure because we're gonna be the only one with crops that will grow even with these locusts flying around. Right. Seem perfectly fine. But then when we get to the lab, it's treated by both Wu and what's his name again? Uh, Dodgson. Dodgson. Or Ramsey. No, Dodgson. Dodgson's the. No, Dodgson. Yeah. The the bad. Um, As like some big mistake. Like it was a huge error. It was never meant like we're going to. This is going to cause a global health crisis because we screwed up with our locusts and they've mutated and now they're destroying everything. And so like, then I was like, Oh, so you didn't mean to do that. Like it was just a good happenstance that your crops don't get ate by these. And then it was also like, why locusts? Like when I was thinking of DNA projects, like we've traditionally used like rats for testing DNA processes or even someone that's got like monkeys that have more like similar DNA to a human because if the end goal was to find out how to modify DNA to cure diseases and things like that. And so I was like, again, like of all the things that you could modify DNA also do locusts even have comparable DNA to like a dinosaur in that? Oh, sure. It's an insect. Insects have been around forever. Well, I know insects have been around forever, but I'm questioning whether whether you're apples to apples when it comes to like cloning a cloning a locust to cloning a dinosaur is what I mean. Allow me to if you give me a moment, I will text my geneticist friend. There you go. (laughs) But. To me, to me, it, it all made sense. To me, it was like, okay, we want to use these locusts to, you know, eat crops and 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 then raise the value of our crops, right? And that's a classic movie villain trope. That is literally what Goldfinger Agreed. wanted to do with the gold in Fort yeah. Knox. I want to irradiate the gold in Fort Knox so that my gold will be more valuable. Like that is a classic thing. Yeah. And they just lost control of it. They lost their ability, much like they did in the original Jurassic Park. They lost their ability to control the breeding and control the directions in which they were going. And so rather than one or two crops, it became a, a, a continental spreading issue that the greedy multi-billionaires were like, no, we're not. We're going to sweep this under the rug. Like, we're not going to. We can fix this. We can fix this problem. Are you kidding me? It's a tiny problem. We can fix it. Which point they couldn't. I also had a problem with the locust from the sense of like probably one of the next scariest scenes only because anytime you had farm scene children was the farm scene. Yeah. Like that scene was another legit like. I like it. Like that's the thing about when I see a Jurassic World movie, but I'm like I'm in a dinosaur movie and I've got I'm supposed to I'm getting scared about freaking locusts, a giant prehistoric locusts. Well, it wasn't a giant prehistoric. It was a genetically mutated one. A genetically mutated prehistoric locust. Now, let and me then, ask you. Let me ask you. A and question. then we solved that problem by Wu putting a battery pack on uh, a single locust, and that somehow reverses everything. Exactly, because then that will. And this is another. And again, these are movie tropes, right? 
This now but has. You didn't understand it. Well, I didn't understand why said locust needed a battery pack on him if we were mutating his DNA, because the whole concept was we're going to get his DNA right. Then he's going to go and mate with people. And right. then that's going to reverse everybody. It'll wipe else. him out. It'll wipe him out. But instead, it was we strapped this little battery pack to him and he's going to go in there and I don't remember the battery pack. Something. Honestly, I remember him being out in a field with a case and letting that one locust go. So I don't remember. The, I don't remember the battery pack. Ninety nine percent sure he had like some kind of backpack device on his. On I'd, him, but I, I I'd have wrong. to I'd have to check it out again. Um, and that one I don't know. But to back well, to your back to your point, one of the things yeah. that Colin uh, Trevorrow. Colin Trevorrow is a, a weirdly divisive figure amongst the internet because he made obviously the first Jurassic World. He made the Book of Henry, which is. I still haven't watched, but apparently it's like a stone cold disaster of a movie. Then he came back for this, but he was originally supposed to do the episode nine for Star Wars. He was originally supposed to do what turned into the rise of Skywalker and his script got leaked. And for all intents and purposes was an infinitely better script than what we got out of the rise of Skywalker. And so like, I want to give Trevorrow credit while the script, and the little points and things like this, these little nitpicks may be very true. The dude knows how to shoot action. He knows how to stage sure. sequences. There are some really, really effective sequences that are done in this movie that are really well filmed and really well staged. And they are sequences such as like, again, the giant chase through Malta. Like that is a huge action sequence that is really well done. But there are the smaller things like the locust scene with the farm, which is literally just like two kids on a farm running away from this massive thing of locusts stuck in a barn that is super effective. Yeah. So credit where credit's yeah. due there. Yep. And I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to narrow <laughs> this down a little bit real quick one. The stun gun. I can't track how we can use a stun gun on a Raptor. It can knock them on their butt. Zap them. Stun them for, for a second. Do a chance to run away. But we use it on a human being, the chick in the white. I don't even remember her name. Santos. Santos. We use it on her and she basically gets up immediately. And that's like. If we're using the same, if we're using a stun gun that's used on raptors. Right. I think she's going to be she's going to be down for the count a little bit longer than she was. The way the way that I the way that I saw it was that like. There's a difference between like if you z z get somebody with it or if you like hold it on them. And I was well, she immediately she immediately gets up and says that's for dinosaurs. Yeah, she was like, don't humans. do that to humans. And yet it seemed to have no ill effects on the human. But I digress. <laughs> um, I wasn't really great concept of these modified raptors. That the, the atrociraptors. Yeah, Great concept. That was actually buying... that was actually taken from the Indoraptor in the second movie. That was yeah. the Indoraptor was bred with that ability. The uh, the the laser pointer on the target for me. I di I, I didn't quite track on it. I mean, I I tracked on it, but it was it was a little. Yeah, whatever. The idea was that they are programmable. 
That's that's the simple sure. idea. And this is again, this that was an idea that came from Fallen Kingdom. That is what made the Indoraptor so attractive to militaries sure. and other countries was that you you could put a laser pointer on somebody and then you could trigger basically a sound. And that's yeah. what set them off. That made them a heat seeking missile. Um, and so I actually found that like I actually liked that they brought that back because that was a genetic thing that they said that they could do in a previous movie that they then showed like, oh, this is what that looks like. Like, this is what that would look like for governments. This is what that would look like for, like, assassins or whatever. Um, so, again, I was, I was fine with it. <laughs> it's true. We, <laughs> weren't you have... quite, we weren't quite in Fast and the Furious, what was it, six, five? What's the long runway scene? That's six. But we, we, get, we get close to that territory with, uh, with the Raptors and Owen. Uh, on there that's it's it's a long runway it, also it was these raptors these raptors vary in speed at one point they easily catch up to motorcycles but mm -hmm. when they're right next to them they seem to have a hard time so anyways but again yeah. that was I, that's, I i love that sequence i thought it was really cool was i love the way that like he jumped onto it and then the bike got pushed off and knocked the rap. I was just into it. I'm like, that's dope. I thought it was so cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, the last thing I'll end with is, and I'm not going to get too much into the pilot and my nitpicks with, uh, what was her name again? With, um, oh gosh. Uh, I'm, I just had, I just had her character up. Uh, oh, Kayla Watts, who I thought was really good, but it was basically like, we're going to put a 1940. We're basically going to do like Indiana Jones slash Humphrey Bogart in Casablanca. And it just, it, it's true. She's she's driving. She's flying like a 1950s like era bomber. She's wearing the old fighter pilot jacket like they're leaning heavy into this old idea of like, I'm a smuggler. I'm an adventurer, you know. And yet she probably was born in the 90s. Oh, yeah. No, no. It's totally leaning into a particular arch. It's leaning into a particular like arch character. But yeah, she's I don't even know how old she is. But you, you needed you needed someone about 20 years older than her if you wanted to play that type of like vibe. Also, like we're in this super advanced world. Like I would get if this was like a post-apocalyptic type of like right. the dinosaurs have taken over, like cities are in shambles, like, right. and we have to use some old technology because whatever the, the big planes, the current planes, they're all gone from some military battle with them. Like <laughs> I would get that, but like, she's just randomly choosing to fly some beat up old plane because we're, we're like point. I'm into, into it kind of a, but I like the last uh, thing. Okay. You let your last thing. Now I don't but, want this to be like a whole, like David just complains about things and Rick just loves things. I do want to try and get some stuff that you really enjoyed out of you as well. I know. I know. I know. That's why I'm wrapping up. I, I had more <laughs> points, but the, the, the robo chick, the, uh, the dino chicken, dino rooster, the pyro Raptor. Yeah. I'm going with dino rooster. Okay. Um, the, the, this ice, this ice was fickle to me. Um, first off, it breaks for the plane. 
even though it looked like pretty secure ice. But again, a plane crash probably would break a hole in it. Sure. But then it gets stuck there. They get out of the plane. They start to walk. And even the like slightest footsteps are causing this thing to crack. There's some cracks. It's not great. Large dino rooster shows up, walks, walks across with ease. With ease. Yep. It's even coming across. Even though the rooster is probably at least 300 pounds. Yeah. Minimum. Or more. Minimum. At least. So he's got at least 100 probably on either of the two. Mm-hmm. Owen or uh, our pilot girl. So is able to sprint towards them. No issues with the ice breaking. They're able to go from tiptoeing across the ice and it cracking with every step to full on sprinting away from said rooster. And it's perfectly fine. He falls in the ice. Yep. Somehow it's the he jumps in the ice. He jumps and he jumps in. Yeah. So he 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 tries to jump over a hole in the ice and he doesn't make it. And he lands basically on the edge and, and cracks it and falls in. And then she, with one arm, rips him out of the ice. Pulls him out of there, yeah. Which uh, is a little too easy. And then the pyroraptor jumps out of the ice, which I'm like, come on. That just looked really cool, this slow motion shot of it. But ice is fickle, man. I don't know. I I got nothing there other than ice is. And then then right after this, they go and just – Take, take five against the wall and just sit there like there's not a dino rooster who's both been in the water and out of the water. We're just going to chill here like it's suddenly forgotten that they exist. And then we're surprised when it jumps out in front of them and we're like, oh, crap, maybe we should run to some cover. But anyways. Yeah. <laughs> now, here's the, the thing. The, you had you had a couple notes about like uh, the Giga, the Giganotosaurus. I actually yeah. really like the scene where there's like three people, like just like taking little shots at it. Like Owens, like stabbing him in the face. Claire's trying zaps it in the eye. Uh, yep. I, I was, I thought that was the coolest. I, I thought that was honestly, I thought that was the coolest thing I had seen. People try to attack one of the large dinosaurs. Like I had never seen that before. I don't think. I don't think I had ever seen somebody try to go hand to hand with one of the big carnivores. I just um, don't know what a pocket knife is going to do to. I mean, it's a like, you know, it's one, a, it's a four one, inch blade. one. I don't know that the one. I don't know if that blade. I don't know that. I mean, maybe your length of it could be could be determined, but I don't know if that thing's penetrating a a T Rex's uh, or. Uh, whatever the, it was the, the giga the giga racks is yeah skin um i could be wrong but i i think i would have just stayed back against the wall versus going with my pocket knife and thinking that sm- slashing it in the nose a couple times is gonna <laughs> is gonna make any uh any uh real work if we're gonna bring up that scene i did find it funny that we did the whole in unison owen and grant because they've been kind of our parallel characters between the two franchises or right. the two trilogies, both say don't move at the same time. And then literally five seconds later, they all run behind the car. Yeah. When the dinosaur is closer to them than it was before. 
if you're going to take the chance to run behind the car, wouldn't you do it when they're further away versus when it's closer to you? But anyways, you would think that, I mean, one could argue. And again, that's, I mean, I'm just an apologist. I have a tattoo of the movie sure. on my skin, but like one could argue that, okay, we're going to try because the vision of the T-Rex is based on movement. So we're going to try that with the Giganotosaurus. Okay. Oh shit. That's clearly not working because it's moving towards us. So we're going to get behind the, 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 the car, but we're not going to run. We're not going to move fast because that might set it off. That might make it lunge at it. It's like if you're with any wild animal, any wild animal, you move slow. You make no sudden movements. Um, I, I will say one of the parts of that scene that I was really hoping they would take the bold step with. But to your point, they're probably going to make more of these. And if they probably make more of these, then let's not eliminate any major characters. Right. But I thought that they were going to take the bold step of letting Jeff Goldblum sacrifice himself in the in that same scene go out in a blaze waving, of glory when he starts waving the fire torch i was like oh see is, is he giving himself up is, is it was he gonna, close is he gonna is he gonna sacrifice himself for the good of the team but it was, uh, it was close they let him somehow get away with shoving a fiery stick into the mega rex's uh yeah and still making it to the ladder so well and again like i really like that we got a giant variety of those dinosaurs like with with the malta sequence the entire sequence starts with basically the jurassic park version of the cantina scene in star wars when they're walking all through that underground area and you see all different types of dinosaurs you see small dinosaurs you see practical there's a bunch of animatronic scenes and stuff like that but again a lot of people were upset that they only used the T-Rex in the way that they did. You know, they they only use that in a certain way. I actually really liked, especially if you take the prologue into account, because remember, the prologue establishes that the Giganotosaurus whooped the T-Rex's ass way back in the Cretaceous period, right? And it then established that the T-Rex was still being hunted. In the movie, they finally say, oh, yeah, we finally captured the T-Rex. You know, it took us three years. So, like, these two have, like, a blood feud going back tens of millions of years right and then the the t-rex comes in is eating a deer giganotosaurus quite literally like slaps it and takes its lunch bites it on the snout which i was like oh that's a mean move i don't like that and then at the end you know they gotta they gotta they gotta have the showdown they gotta have the rumble and a lot of people were oh i don't like it i wanted more rexy i thought it was a lot like pro wrestling i thought that that final fight even though like one could argue like like, why are they there now? You know, well, because they have to fight. Okay, like, I get it. But I liked how, like, the Giga basically beat down the T-Rex. And then the the crazy-looking one, which was another good sequence, was Clara's hiding from the uh, the Therizinosaurus, I think, the, cra- the basically the Edward Scissorhands of dinosaurs. Yep. Yep. But like, I love that they brought him in. That's like, like the, the, the good guy, like getting help, right? Oh, there's a run in, you know, is that so Cold's music? I don't know. And then they team up and they take down the bad guy. Basically I was yep. into it. I thought like that makes sense. Cause the T-Rex is old as shit and you're bringing in this new kind of cool dinosaur to help assist. And it very much felt like the, the, this is the pay-per-view main event. You know, like we're going to tease this throughout the movie and this is the pay-per-view main event. 
And again, uh, it lets the T-Rex have its giant roar at the end and everything as always. I was okay with it because I knew that this movie was trying to fit in as many dinosaurs as possible. And these movies always have to end. They don't always, but typically they end with some gigantic showdown, dinosaur on dinosaur showdown. So I I dug it. What would you say was your favorite part? If we got to end on, on a, on a positive note, what was your favorite part? Like, what would you be interested in exploring more? What would you want to see more? What was your favorite part out of Jurassic World Dominion? Favorite part. Um, it was probably, you know, I love the cave sequence. Again, that felt like a callback to dinosaurs being really scary and, and what, the original Jurassic Park movies were about um, where you felt like you weren't in some concocted like setup. Um, I mean, obviously I've expressed my issues with the Hyperloop, but I enjoyed that scene. Um, I enjoyed for all my nitpicks about things that go down, like even the rate at which various characters climb the ladder versus other characters and things like that. Like I enjoyed the little treehouse sequence there. Um, I, I love that, that treehouse sequence. I wanted to hang out there more. Yeah, I thought that was I thought that was really fun. Plus, it was when we finally brought everybody together. Like that was where we brought all of that the two groups together, which I think was a was a good sequence. Um, I enjoyed Goldblum, even though I think they kind of turned turned him up to about a. <laughs> about a hundred with uh him just being over the top goofy and some of the stuff that he says um whether it be trying to describe the button or um even just the little uh call back to the original movie with the shirt unbuttoned yeah, and uh, yeah yeah pilot yeah. girl uh getting him to button it up like goblin just great don't matter he, what he, he seemed like he was having a good time. He was he, did. he was happy to be there and be revisiting a character again. Um, so I loved all those things. As far as like, if I wanted this to continue, I'd like for them to find a way to get back to their more thriller roots versus like adventure sci-fi roots. Okay. Um, like, I think, I think it's great to have the like really cool, majestic, like CGI shots like we did when, you know, nothing's nothing better than the original when they come over the hill and see all the dinosaurs running out like that stuff is all awesome. And I think you got to have that to show the grandeur you're talking about dinosaurs. But like we need to get back to like dinosaurs truly being like feared and and uh, respected. And And I don't know, like I enjoyed the parks always because it was always this element of like something you're, you're gone wrong you're supposed to be safe like this is supposed yeah, to be a safe environment safe, but you're also in like the jungle so it's not like it's really hard to like feel truly engaged in it when you're like going through a city or things like that as cool as that action sequence james bond-esque james uh jason bourne-esque whatever you want to say like as cool as that was like it didn't feel like I was in a dinosaur movie as much. Like you could have had anybody, anything chasing them. And it just felt like a chase scene. Like it didn't feel unique to Jurassic 
world or Jurassic Park as much. So I'd like to get back to a little bit more of like in their element. Um, I don't need as much of the like blend of like today's world than their world. Like I, I did, like being out you, more in like the nature on their terms. Did you ever to me? Did you ever watch the short film, the Battle at Big Rock short film? I don't know if I did. So that's on YouTube right now for anybody who's listening for you yourself. I would recommend go watching that. I think it's like 12 minutes long and it's about a family that's camping in like Big Rock Park or somewhere up in like Northern California or something like that, who there just happens to be an Allosaurus and another dinosaur that have a fight in the middle of this campground. And so the reason I say that is because like that's a, it's actually really scary. It's actually really well done um, and it's really intense. And so, like, my question to you, going back to what we were talking about before, which is, like, could you see them downsizing this to the point of where it's, like, you know, what if, like, what what if it's, like, a movie about, like, The Predator, right? Where it's, like, okay, this group of, or, or I don't know, a, a horror movie or a thriller movie or something like that, where there's a small group of people who are being stalked by a velociraptor or a dinosaur. Or does that feel too small for Jurassic Park, you know? Like, is that... Is it too small? Have we gone too hyper focused that we're just going to make this a thriller with a dinosaur in it? I, I mean, I would enjoy that. I don't. I think mean, don't get me wrong. I'd watch the shit out of it. Like I'm there. Absolutely. Sign me up. <laughs> I think if you're looking at like the natural progression for this, like we've had three movies about, for lack of better term, like people coming to the park and dinosaurs being isolated to an island or a yep. couple of islands. And that is where they are. And that is where they're contained. You then had the next trilogy where I guess we first one, you know, we was another park, but really it was about like, I mean, it's called Jurassic world. So it was like, it's really about the spread. Leaving, yeah. leaving, leaving the island and being out in the world. And especially in this one, like dinosaurs are just part of life now. I think your natural progression is like the hierarchy changes and like dinosaurs now rule the earth again and humans are below them. I don't know how you do that because you still have modern, you know, warfare from the standpoint of like, right. I can still shoot a missile at a T-Rex and that's probably going to take it down. Like, the whole reason like wild why dinosaurs were not just immediately extenuated by modern weaponry was because there was this tug and pull of like that's not right like we shouldn't just kill them like that was the whole point of the second movie to some exactly. degree was like we're going to allow them to live in our world and we're going to figure out how to do it versus oops all these animals got off this island let's kill them all <laughs> to protect society. And so I don't know if there's a way to find out how to say like, now it's like, you know, kind of like zombie apocalypse movies where like now, like we're living on dinosaur terms, like mm -hmm. trying to survive in the dinosaur world. But again, I don't know that you can make, I don't know that there's a storyline that allows you to jump there. And so I, I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see where they go and what they do. I mean, cause it feels like you've drawn out the whole like underground, like selling dinosaurs thing to its end. Like, right. like we've seen the black market for dinosaurs and things like that. So like, 
we've done the whole blue storyline. We've done the DNA storyline. Like, where do you go from here? And I think you have to find a way to either progress it to the next level where, again, I think you reverse the order of hierarchy or you have to bring the story back in and go away from being a world story to like more of a specific area story. I don't know. What if last this is the last thing I'll pitch. What if we wait 10 years? All right. And then whatever exists, I don't know what's going to exist in 10 years, but like, let's say Peacock still exists as a streaming service and is successful. I don't, I don't know if one could call Peacock all that successful, but we'll see. And we get Jurassic Park by way of Game of Thrones, by way of Westworld, by way of we are going to do prestige TV, like horror, dinosaur, violent, thriller, technology, all that shit. Like, what if, what if they do that? Would you be into that? Would you be into a full reboot? Or do you think that they... Like, because like you said, where do we go from this? You know, what other stories can we tell in this world? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, be I think uh, it, it will be interesting, but I'm here for it. I mean, I enjoy I enjoy these movies for all my nitpicks. And sorry, everybody, for spoilers <laughs> being mostly David's nitpicks. But um, believe it or not, I did enjoy this movie and uh, and I'm here for more. And part of that is the fun. uh, Yeah, absolutely. It's still a lot of fun, even if there's things that I find corny or don't quite add up or those types of things. Like I still walk away having had a good time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I would be there for more of it. I I mean, I'm there for more of it. Give me. And again, like this movie, like I don't like objectively speaking, this movie is not trash. It's not garbage. It's too well made. It's too well composed. It's too well. Um composited together by people who are doing too good of work for it to be considered quote unquote trash as many on the online would consider it. But whatever the next Jurassic adventure is, I will be there. You will be there before we go. I want to remind you all again that you can get free episodes of the popcorn diet sent to you just by hitting subscribe or hitting that follow button. So take a second, hit the button, give us a rating, write us a review and share us with your other good movie buddies. Also, we don't want you to forget to check us out on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash the popcorn diet and consider supporting an independent film podcast at a time when film is starting to wake up again. That's patreon.com slash the popcorn diet. Of course, we don't want you to forget that you can follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram at the popcorn diet. And last but certainly not least, you can find all of our latest regular episodes, articles and more on our website, popcorn But For the Canadian machine, Mr. David Melhorn, I am your very best good movie buddy, Rick Williamson, and we'll see you next time with another good movie on the Popcorn Diet. Adios.